the truth. Son, how can you believe... Don't ever call me that. For 20 years I dreamed about my father. A man to look up to. A hero who sacrificed his life to save his family. It was your family you sacrificed. You threw us away so you could go knock around the galaxy. That's not what happened. No? Did I imagine the orphanage? The foster homes where nobody wanted me? Tell me, Dad. Am I making this up? Hello, everyone, and welcome to another Gospel X, or Gospel According to the X-Men, where Henry and I uh, continue to discuss... Talk about the X-Men. Talk about the X-Men of the animated series, the 1990s animated series. Some of you were not even born yet. So, but welcome. We are so glad that you can join us today as we embark on another episode entitled Orphan's Edge. End. End. Uh, Orphan's End. My apologies. All right. So without further ado, customarily, we allow Henry to start us off and give us a synopsis of this episode. This is actually a very interesting episode because it, there was a little bit of foreshadowing during the Phoenix saga. Remember when uh, Phoenix went and she prevented Cyclops from blasting Corsair? Yeah. Afterwards, we kind of find out that uh, hey, Corsair is actually Cyclops' father. Mm-hmm. They don't actually know until this episode. And, and it happens in the most, you know, deus ex machina way. You know, Corsair so happens to have a locket with his family's photos in it. And then he's in it. And then Cyclops so happened to open it up and find out. And we get the scene where Cyclops is just so disappointed in finding out that this space pirate is actually his father, you know, this scoundrelly space pirate. And it just completely blows the image of his father just out of the park. You know, he thought that his father was a hero. His father was a, was a, a, a military person who, you know, followed the rules. And he's very, like... Uh, Straight and arrow. Good. Like straight, straight and arrow, straight arrow, like uh, very moral, very good. And he, this is his memories of him at a young age, right? And he, mm-hmm. his father died sacrificing himself to save his family. And then he finds out that this space pirate who he's met before he doesn't like is actually his father. The rest of the episode plays out where he's struggling to believe the 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 things that others say the police uh, Shiar police is saying about his father that he's a criminal that he's a kidnapper um, and believing his father is, who he says that he's doing this to protect Janda from from the cops the cops are crooked and there's a struggle there where his own personal feelings are getting away in the way of his objectivity throughout mm-hmm. the episode you know of the episode, um, Cyclops finds out that his father was right. He was protecting it. He had his own self-serving means on the side, but on the whole, he was doing the right thing. And they kind of reconcile at the end. At the end. It's interesting you, you mentioned too, like, um, you know, the self-serving. That self-serving thing kind of threw in the wrench for Corsair to prove that he was uh, <laughs> Cyclops' father, right? It's like, come on, the last thing you want to mention to your non-trusting son. <laughs> is that you also are doing it for profit. <laughs> yeah, right? but it, 
Options were limited. You, if you really want your son to trust you, I don't think lying to him would have uh, helped build that trust. Nah, yeah, I guess so. But why throw that? Kind of have to. Him? You kind of have to come clean. And we talked a little bit about before um, when we were talking about this. Is you know, children tend to have an idealized image of their parents when they're growing up. Their parents can do no wrong. They know everything. They're awesome. They're like basically superheroes. Yeah, and to we. And we Googled that term and it's called projection that we pro like uh, the children, like kids have a tendency to project an image of their parents in their minds and, uh, and to say that this is what my parent is, but not really. Yeah. Keep going. Sorry, Henry, go ahead. No worries. Yeah. So they, you, you the kids project this idealized image of their parents and it refers back to themselves. So Cyclops gained a lot of his identity from that projection of his father, of being straight and narrow, that moral good person. And he says, I'm a good person because my father was such a good person. Right. And I'm honoring that by being this person, right? Like I'm project. So Cyclops had this projection of this perfect, straight and narrow, law-abiding citizen. <laughs> And therefore, influence how he behaves. And then when he figured when he figured out that uh, Corsair is absolutely completely the opposite, he just couldn't handle it objectively, like you said. But more like an emotional wall just built up to not even to just deny it completely, right? Yeah, and I thought I think that when we're watching this episode, you kind of get a, like a very quick, very fast kind of sequence of events of. What happens usually when, when kids grow up is you figure out that, hey, your parents aren't perfect people. Yeah. You figure out that this idealized image of your parents, that they can do no wrong, that they're, they're awesome. Like you, you, you start saying, hey, you know, these are people with flaws as well. They can, they can have temper tantrums. They lose their tempers. They, they, do, they can come sometimes to be morally compromised as well. And to expand on that, you know, we were talking about how we don't just project images onto our parents, but on society as a whole, maybe even Christians. Even our friends, right? And, and even our spouses, right? Like we, we have these um, projections of this human being that everyone should be the same as us, right? Like uh, everybody should think the same as us. Everybody should behave the same as us. So sometimes what comes out of our mouths is, how can you possibly think that way? right that's basically a projection of ourselves onto a person when we say how can you possibly think that way or how can you behave that way or how can you possibly say that or make that decision basically what we're saying is you're not behaving the way i'm behaving right so we're projecting that onto others uh, yeah so uh, yeah. yeah so not just well, parents but also to each other to our friends to our spouses yeah to not even that even god sometimes. oh yeah yeah. We even have expectations of God and how come God's not acting the way God should act, right? Exactly. We project that as well. Like, and unfortunately, when we say that, we're actually just projecting ourselves onto God as well, right? God, how come you didn't, you know, do this? Because that's exactly You're supposed how to be I, good. Yeah, that's exactly, that's exactly how I would think, right? How come you don't think that way, right? That's, uh, yeah. So I guess uh, like uh, our job now is to offer a Christian perspective, a theological perspective of how we see the gospel at play here. Well, uh, some of you keeners out there know the New Testament quite well. 
So uh, full stop, we'll just say Jesus. <laughs> just kidding. <laughs> just kidding. <laughs> just kidding. What we're going to do, like, uh, I think this really brings to a point of what the Israelites, when Jesus came into the scene, when he was in his 20s, and uh, he came with fanfare, but then he started to forgive sinners, uh, taking care of the, the worst of the worst, the low of the low, and also dining with them. And then uh, like having conversations with the chief tax collector and uh, you know, just doing stuff that is, wasn't expected of the Israelites because the Israelites projected a king onto Jesus, their version of king. And as uh, some of you may know throughout our sermons uh, in Crucible Church, that projection is more like a Captain America projection, right? They go, no, this is a, we want a king that will, you know, uh, save us from the Romans, right? From the Roman power. And yet Jesus did the opposite. He wasn't this military guy that they expected. They projected a military leader, yet uh, Jesus didn't fulfill that. And therefore they crucified him. <laughs> so uh, like the, what lesson do we learn from that is that um, taking from that, we need to also uh, look at ourselves and say, what are we projecting onto others? What are we saying to people? You know, when we listen to the news, when we uh, have conversations with people or even our loved ones, even our parents, right? We go, how could you possibly do that, right? Or how could you possibly think that way? We have to look at ourselves and say, am I projecting myself onto others? And is that the loving way to do? Because if Jesus did the same thing back on the Jews, he would have just forget about the whole process of saving them, right? But he didn't. Right? He didn't project the perfect Christian onto the Jews. Instead, if he did that, he would have ignored them. But uh, he didn't. He didn't project anything. He didn't even project himself onto them. What he did was that he uh, loved them and just learned from their perspective. And that's something that we need to learn as well. Sort of like Cyclops finally waking up and listening to the Catwoman. <laughs> you know, <laughs> like uh, that woman that looks like a cat, but seems like got you know whatever and it's like uh you know how she said you should listen to your father sometime have a little bit of faith faith in your father right and then so it's like it's something for us too that we should have a little bit of faith in god to let us know to understand that person better who we are talking to instead of just putting our uh, projecting ourselves onto them and just say oh they're not they're they're not like me see you later type of thing Rather, like uh, have a little bit of faith in God that to say, maybe I need to learn more or be more open to receive more of what they could tell me, right? As opposed to just writing them off. Yeah, what do you think? I think that's absolutely true. I think it's mostly a reminder for us that um, when we, whenever you have an idealized image of person, a group, a friend, family member, you know, you say that they can do no wrong. They're always right. You're going to get disappointed. Yeah. Get disappointed. yeah. And that's what happens when you go and say, okay, you know, this political party is good. Right. And you know, they, they can do no wrong. And then it's like, they do something wrong. You know, everyone is, is, um, you know, no one's infallible. Everyone is a human being that makes mistakes. And um, when you hold on to those kind of projections, and you have then those expectations on other people, then you're eventually it's going to come back and you're going to oh. get. Yeah. Especially if you continue to ignore them too, right? They it, it ignore those um, that you're ignore that your projections are wrong. And that, uh, yeah, like we see it, we see it now, right. Case in point that, uh, you know, even though there's so many scandals, 
and so many things that the, uh, this person has done wrong, they still have that projection on them, right? And uh, look at where it's gotten themselves into. All right, we won't go into that political thing. Uh, we'll stop right there. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> and uh, thank you all for joining us in another episode of Gospel X. My name is Jonathan, this is Henry. If you want more information, go to our website, www.companyofdisciples.com. Till next time, have a wonderful week.